Part 1 Chapter 1 Camp Hope, Aceh Province, Sumatra Sunday the 2nd of January 2005, 15.39 hours Shit. This was not going to end well. The two of them were at it again, and this time one of them was going to get hurt. Mong towered over Bibi his forehead pressed hard against the top of the other man's skull to prevent him pulling back and trying a Glasgow kiss. Mong's sweat dripped onto Bibi's face, then down into the sand. He was breathing heavily through clenched teeth. I could hear him even from where I was sitting. I knew Mong. What he started, he finished. I jumped up and skirted around a pile of pulverized, multi-coloured hardwood that had once been a fishing boat. It was a week since the tsunami, and Aceh was still a disaster zone. There was debris everywhere. The coastal region looked like Hiroshima after Enola Gay. The tide brought in more wreckage and bodies with every wave. Mong! Enough, mate! We've got work to do! He wasn't listening. He snorted like a bull. Bin it, mate. Back away. We've got no hospitals. Fuck all medical kit. But Mong was in his own little world. These boys were like two wind-up robots, grinding against each other until their clockwork motors ran out. Bibi was going to get it big time, and he knew it. But he stood his ground. Lads! Kick the shit out of each other when we get home. It still wasn't happening. Mong flicked his forehead back and then down and cracked Bibi right on the top of his normally perfectly sculpted hairdo. Bibi slumped, but before his knees hit the sand, Mong swung a punch that connected with his right temple like a pile driver. Bibi couldn't do much except take the pain. He flung his arms round Mong's waist trying to drag him down as well while he regained his senses. Mong stayed right where he was, but his cargoes went south, exposing the tattooed outline of two hands, one on each cheek, which looked like someone else had already grabbed his ass. Mong fought to free himself, but Bibi clung on, closed his arms round Mong's knees and threw his weight forward. Mong toppled into the sand. They both scrabbled to land a punch. I peeled a spar off the fishing boat. Mong wasn't shouting any more. He was saving his breath for the fight. He pulled himself up onto his knees and threw another two punches that Bibi managed to duck. Either would have laid him out. He missed with the third, but the next got Bibi on the side of the neck and took him down. Mong dropped onto Bibi's chest, legs astride, and pumped his fists into the boy's body. Bibi tried to curl up to protect his film star looks. I was nearly on top of them. Mong! You gotta stop, mate! Not today! White faces gathered by the line of NGO tents about fifty metres behind us. Some of the aid workers who'd poured in from all over the world to help. Thousands of locals had fled into the hills for safety and were streaming back every day. They'd heard there was a relief camp but few came near the ocean. They were terrified of another killer wave. Mong, you listening? I stood over them. Bin it, now! It was too late. 
BB was fighting back. It was all his fault. It always was. He'd been having a go at Mong all day. But I had to admire the arsehole. Not many would last this long against the Man Mountain. Mong, last chance, mate. I'm going to have to hurt you if you don't back off. Bibi was about to get seriously fucked up. He deserved what was coming, but this wasn't the day. I swung the spar down on Mong's back and kept it in place as he collapsed across Bibi, so he knew I was still there. Bibi heaved him aside, got the hint and rolled away. He crawled a meter or so, his face a mask of blood-coloured sand. Fuck off, Bibi, and get cleaned up. I pushed hard between Mong's shoulder blades as he tried to get up. Mate, stay down, or I've got to hurt you again.